The following audio is from Overland Park Community Church. More information about OPCC is available online at www.overlandpark.cc. The Lord is certainly, man, he's moving in here today. You can tell like he's got this theme going on a little bit about freedom, about brokenness, about um, how the Lord wants to set us free, forgive us, and do, do a remarkable work in our lives. Well, when, we, when you experience a wound in your life, like it doesn't matter um, what it is, if you experience a wound, then you likely will feel some shame. So in other words, like if you, if you, um, if you have some failure in your life, let's say you failed at a marriage and it ended, Man, you, you just have shame that you carry around, and, and it's, it's something that I think is one of the most difficult things to navigate through is how do, I, how do I deal with this shame that I'm feeling? Because nobody knows that you're feeling shame but you. And so you can, you can kind of smile, but on the inside, you know that when you see those friends that you and your, your, your first wife or, or first husband were friends with, and they kind of look at you, and maybe you were unfaithful, maybe something happened, you just kind of like, even though you kind of do the whole thing, you know, you, inside, you kind of like have had to figure out how to work through that. Maybe, maybe you, you get a DUI, and, and somebody sees your name in the paper, and you're like, ugh. You're having to, you've got a breathalyzer hooked up in your car, and so now when somebody gets in your car, you're feeling that shame. Um, And so there are all kinds of things that we can go through. We can go through um, decisions that we've made where we failed in business and financially we're struggling, maybe a bankruptcy, um, all kinds of different stuff that the enemy will use to bring about shame in our lives. And the danger about that is that all the freedom that the Lord wants you to experience in life is um, like it's, it, it, it eats away, shame eats away at that. And so we have these wounds that happen, and they're going to happen. Even though we're followers of Jesus, sometimes we lose a, a, a we, maybe I should say sometimes we make mistakes, we, we sin, and we're not listening to the Lord, we're not using wisdom, and because of that, there's failure in our lives, and then we have to navigate through the wound that is inflicted because of Uh, a mistake we have made. Maybe sometimes there's just other people who aren't following the Lord, and because of their decisions, we're wounded, and we have to, again, deal with the pain that comes from that. But yet, we're saved, um, and we know the Lord. He's forgiven us of our sins. He sets us free. And so you could just kind of think of if you were in prison, and all of a sudden the doors were unlocked. That's what the cross is all about. And when we receive Christ as our personal Savior, He takes away our sin. He sets us free, and we're free to live as if we had no sin. And it's an amazing, incredible, um, beautiful story of what the Lord does in restoration for us. But it makes no sense to have all of that freedom, and then to go through and have these wounds that exist in our lives, and we're free, but yet we're wounded so severely that we can't enjoy our freedom. So if we bring that into the physical realm, imagine a person who's been locked up and all of a sudden they're set free, but their bones are broken, um, they can't hardly walk, they can't get around. They may be free, but they're still in prison, okay, because they're broken. And that's a good description of what a lot of people in the kingdom experience, is they're free, but they're still living broken lives because they haven't figured out how to heal. And so today, what we're going to talk about is how healing works, because when we look at at Jesus, nobody understands pain, nobody understands wounds, and nobody understands what it means to fully heal someone like Jesus. 
In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, the theme that we've been using uh, for this series, this verse, he himself bore our sins in his body on the trees so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. So by the wounds that were inflicted upon Jesus himself is our ability to heal from the brokenness that we experience in this, in this life. And so once we're forgiven of our sin and um, we experience the freedom and the joy that comes from that ultimate decision of surrendering to the Lord, then joy invades our life. But if we don't continue to walk with the Lord in obedience, that joy will leave. You see, there's a reason that the, the spiritual fruit is called fruit, is that it doesn't, like, you don't preserve it. It doesn't last forever. It grows, and it will have a life, and it will die. So what do we need to be doing? Constantly producing more fruit in our lives. Because we cannot rely on the fruit of the 90s to get us through today. You cannot rely on the fruit that was created in your life, the joy of your salvation, and not have any wins that have happened spiritually since the time you met Jesus and understood what it meant to be forgiven. And so in the midst of all of that, we need to have fruit constantly being produced in our lives. And one of the ways that we bear out spiritual fruit in our lives, certainly it requires obedience, but one of the ways that we are obedient as we look at the areas, the chambers in our heart, spiritually speaking, where there needs to be some healing that takes place. So forgiveness and healing are two different things, and that's what we're going to talk about today, And is that the, the, the purpose of Jesus is to bring healing, not just forgiveness. And so we're going to explore how healing and forgiveness are different. So, and I think sometimes in the kingdom, they, they kind of spiritually, like we know physically that we, we know healing is a different thing, but I think spiritually when we think in terms of forgiveness and healing, we kind of lump them together. Well, if you've been forgiven, you've been healed spiritually. Your soul was sick, it was broken, it was stained with sin. Jesus healed you spiritually. You've washed away your sins. It's just as You've been justified in Christ just as if you've never sinned, so you've been healed. But the truth of the matter is there's a lot of stuff in our lives. There's a lot of baggage that you had in your life before you met Jesus, and just because you met Jesus doesn't mean that you, you don't have baggage anymore. You bring that right on into the kingdom. You've been forgiven for all of the baggage that was created before Jesus, but that doesn't necessarily mean you've been healed because of all of that baggage. And so we have to learn how to process in life, how do I go and, and make sure that I'm not just experiencing forgiveness from Jesus, but by his wounds I have been healed. I'm also experiencing healing um, from the wounds of the past and the wounds that may happen in the future. Like one of the things that I'm certain about having followed Jesus this long now um, is that, man, you, you, make mis you, you just do stupid stuff from time to time. And you find yourself scratching your head and, and, and really having a lot of regret going, why did I do that? Like, why was I so stupid? Why was I so foolish in that moment? And so there, there are wounds that we experience that we create ourselves. They're self-inflicted wounds. There are wounds that we experience because other people are foolish. And we find ourselves sometimes looking around going, why are they so foolish? Y'all ever think that? You do, man. 
Somebody hurts your feelings and you're trying to walk out your faith in, before the Lord and be obedient to him. And, and you go, man, what? Why is that person being so foolish? Like you could tell they don't have freedom in their lives, but as you, as you begin to like mull over this and play it over and over in your head, you begin to realize and recognize in your life you've been wounded by this person. You're carrying around some pain um, by the way they treated you in the situation, by the way they hurt you, by the way they were only thinking of themselves. And so we have to know how to process through these experiences. And so how are forgiveness and healing different? Well, forgiveness is instantaneous. <laughs> you, you blow it. Like if you go out here and you do something stupid and, and, and you blow it and you're rude to somebody, you, you go to, out to eat today and you're rude to the waitress, that's not producing spiritual fruit in your life. And, and, but, and, and you're rude, and you get in the car, and you walk away, and you're like, man, I was so stupid. Why was I that stupid? And you say, Lord, forgive me for that. Boom, you are forgiven. As soon as you confess your sin to the Lord, you are forgiven. But it does not necessarily mean that you are healed from what just happened in your life. Because you might eat there again, and that lady might recognize you, and she might do a little, you know. <laughs> That's a funny way to look at it, but this is the way life works, is that there are consequences for our behavior, and though we may be forgiven, there are things that need to happen to where we could be healed. Like, you walk away from that, and you find yourself confessing to the Lord that you were really rude. If you really want to be healed, stop the car, go back to the restaurant, walk in and apologize to the lady. Come on, man. Somebody agrees with that. It's hard work, isn't it? It's like, well, no, I'm just going to bank on the grace of Jesus and keep going down the road. Well, you're going to live like a broken person, not one who understands freedom. Because when you walk in and you apologize to someone you don't even know, it just blows their mind. And they're trying to figure out why would you do this? Because you really believe that Jesus is alive. And he's conquered death, hell, and the grave, and he lives in you, and he's ruling as Lord of your life. And so you're starting to live your life in a different way. And so you can be forgiven and not be healed. And the big difference between the, the uh, uh, forgiveness and, and healing is that healing takes time. Okay, so obviously I'm using a, a pretty superficial illustration with the waitress. But there are deeper wounds, like I started to talk with. And so healing of a deeper wound obviously is going to take more time. The more severe the wound, the longer it's going to take to heal from. It's not going to take any longer to be forgiven from, but it's going to take longer to heal from. And so when we walk through that healing, I think this is what Paul means when he says in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 13. Listen to what he says. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence... Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Now, it sounds a lot like we work for our salvation. Continue to work for your salvation. Well, we don't work for our salvation. We know the scripture plainly teaches that it's a gift of God freely given. That no man, the only way to come to the Father is through Jesus. And the only way to come through Jesus is by um, faith and you receive the grace of God. You're saved by faith through, uh, uh, saved by grace through faith. And so you believe in the sacrifice of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Yet this says work out your salvation. So what in the world does that mean? Well, there are a few Greek words that I think are, are important for us to kind of unpack because they, they sort of make it come alive. They make the scripture pop a little bit. 
Like sometimes you take a word, a phrase in the Greek, and you bring it over into the English, and it just doesn't have as much pop as it does in the Greek because it can't receive all of the meaning. And so let me just give you a, a few of them. The first one is that word obey, that he says you obeyed, uh, um, you've always obeyed. And so there's an idea here. It is the word um, hupakuo, and it means um, to listen, to hearken of one I love this part, of one who on the knock at the door comes to listen who it is. Like, they come to listen. Who is it? Like, they're listening. That's what they're, a porter. It's like a porter, someone who's constantly there, and their bidding is to listen for the knock. And when the knock comes, they're going to go see who's at the door. And so when this says obey, that's what we do. And so to heal, what is Paul trying to say when he talks about this whole work out your salvation? I think what he is trying to tell us is to heal, we had got to get good at listening to the Holy Spirit. Like Jesus said, all the time Jesus would be teaching, he says, you cannot hear because you, 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 you have ears, but you cannot hear, hear. You have eyes, but you cannot see. And then sometimes he would pray, give them ears to hear and eyes to see. Why? Because he understood the hardness of the heart would keep a person from listening. And so just because you've received Christ as your personal Savior does not mean that you have walked the road of development and you have learned how to listen sensitively to the Holy Spirit. And the more sensitive we all become to the Holy Spirit, the greater impact we will have in our community because we're all listening, hupakuo, to what the Lord wants us to do, and we are like a, a porter waiting for him to knock at the door, and when he speaks, we are listening, we are ready. A lot of people, you, know, you never hear the Lord say anything to you. Why? Why? is you say, man, I never hear the Lord say anything. You're not listening. Like, the Lord is moving. The Lord is moving. Like, I've been following Jesus for 20-something years, and he has been moving in and around and through me the whole time. Like he's moving. The problem is that we're not all listening. And once we become people who are keen on this kind of obedience that Paul is talking about and we're listening, we'll begin to see where the Lord is moving and what he's asking us to do. Um, So the second thing that he says here, he says we have to obey. He says we have to work out. And this is the word kardogadzomei. And it means, man, that's a cool word, kardogadzomei. I'm glad we don't speak Greek anymore. By the way, I would say to you as I'm unpacking a lot of Greek today, um, I just want you to think I'm smart. <laughs> I don't know Greek at all. I have a, a good software program that tell, tells me all this. And so to, to, to perform, th- this means to perform or accomplish to achieve, like to achieve something. To work out is to do that from which something results. So here's your salvation, he says. Work it out. So you get salvation, you're forgiven. I think to be healed is to continue to work that salvation out into every area of your life. When there's disobedience, work that salvation into it. Work that forgiveness into it. Work that obedience into it. Listen for the Spirit to what He wants you to do. Step into it and work out the grace of God into every area of your uh, life. And so... the. Uh, the way it would work in forgiveness and healing being different is like you, you get the DUI. You say, Lord, 
I'm so stupid. I, 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 would you forgive me? You're forgiven. And then you go to court and you stand before the judge and you're pleading for mercy. He's probably going to give you a road to healing, not a road to forgiveness. He's going to say, you need to do these things. This is the way it is with the Lord. It's like we got to understand that forgiveness comes immediately, but healing takes time and it requires us to do some work. And so sometimes we have to make sacrifices and not do what we want to do and do that which we don't want to do in order to experience the healing that only comes through the obedience as we listen, hupakuo, to the Lord as he comes and knocks on the door. And so to heal, we must do work. It's not automatic and instantaneous like forgiveness. That is so very important because if you don't walk through the healing, you're going to carry around shame. And shame will eat out, eat out your freedom, which thereby takes away the abundant life that Jesus wants you to experience. Now, there's good news because it's like, man, that, that sounds like a lot of effort. Well, there's good news. When we are listening and when we are working it out into our lives, the good news is we don't work alone. The, the third word that I'd unpack for you is the word energeo, and it's where God works And it means to be operative, to be at work, to put forth power, to work for one. 